0: Bickley and Murata mornings from 6 to 10. Bickley and Murata. It's
1: the greatest show on earth.
2: Bickley and Murata.
0: Good morning and welcome. to the world.
2: Dan Bickley.
0: Sportsman, sports. Man. sports. Oh it's Murata. It's a power packed morning zoo. Are you kidding me? Bickley and Murata.
1: <laughs> Spectacular. This is
0: a and Murata. I love
3: this show. This is the greatest show in the history of radio.
1: It's the greatest radio show ever. I hate everything about this show. This is the worst show in the world. I say it every week, and I mean it every week. Happy Friday, everybody! The best words in morning radio, and there I got to say them. As Sarah just said, yes, there was a football game last night. It happened. It happened. Thursday night football actually happened. It happened, <laughs> and I sat through every stinking so second of it. And this is Ugh. where we're going to start because there's a there's a there's a two pronged fascinating argument going on right now. It's why would a nation of people like us sit through the end of a football game that bad because i did the same thing and a lot of people did the same thing so there's that then there's the sight of broncos fans streaming out of the stadium mm-hmm. before overtime even began and so <laughs> it try to reconcile that a nation that aren't that isn't even bronco fans staying to in tune to the very end and yet their own fans leaving How to beat the traffic Early work day. See, I can relate to that. Yeah. (laughs) I can relate to that. So I think that's a misconception. I think people leaving that stadium was a show of discontent. No, I think what you said, I think it's that's a that's a thing I'd like to stay. I got to work tomorrow. Okay, I can relate to that because I'm the guy that goes to concerts, big concerts, and I bail before it's over. You one do.
0: one, two songs before it's over. I'm gone. I left the Pearl Jam show early because of this show.
1: Well, it's <laughs> oh, to me, it's yeah. not the show. It's the the traffic. And the mess trying to get out yeah, with everyone. You, it is true. Versus what you're getting from watching one or two more songs.
3: I agree. I've never made it through an entire Whiskey's Quicker concert without. <laughs> <laughs> one yeah, that is yeah. true. You do leave early. The, that is true. The other thing also on Fridays. Well, well, Den- <laughs> Denver also is a, is an hour even later than us. That is true. So it was even later there. But the I also theater. think
0: there was probably some kind of disgust, at least with some of those fans. Yeah. What more did you need to say? That, that game point. was ugly. Yeah. That game was the worst thing I've sat through in the last year, and I sat through every second of licorice
3: pizza. <laughs> there, that's how bad that well, was. Well, there is a point where if you're a Denver fan, you're like, we might win, but so what?
1: Yeah. Like, it, it what is that matter. really
3: going to matter? Well, to
1: me, uh, the reason why I stayed up, and, and I don't think it's because we're so, um, just so ravenous for football and so brainwashed by football. It's it, To me, the Russell Wilson story was riveting, watching this go on, and I had to see if he was going to produce some magic at the end, and he didn't. Yeah,
0: there was no magic to be found last night at all.
1: And two incredibly
0: accomplished veteran quarterbacks— just looking completely out of sync with new teams. Yeah.
1: Five weeks into the season. Yeah, it, this is, Um, I, 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 think, I think Wolf's right about this. I think one of the early takeaways from the NFL season is training camp is going to look a lot different for every team next year. There's a lot of teams that look just dog-ass bad.
0: Yeah. You mean different as in they'll actually do stuff? Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> and they'll actually try to get ready to play football? Yeah, I think that's going to happen. Start the show, Ferret! <laughs> the Splash, Splash. The stories making waves in the sports world. The, the Splash. splash. Rainbow! Rainbow! About coming. About coming. The Splash, brought to
0: you by Presidential Pools, Arizona's number one pool builder. See why at presidentialpools.com. Yeah, it's Friday, final day of Week 5 practice for the Cardinals as they get ready for the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday at State Farm Stadium. Eight Cardinals did not practice on Thursday, including defensive end J.J. Watt and offensive lineman Max Garcia, Rodney Hudson, and Justin Pugh. And what do you know? Rondale Moore was on the injury report Thursday. Thursday after not being on Wednesday. He is limited yesterday with a knee injury. Of note, heading into this game, Cliff Kingsbury, 6-0 and as an NFL head coach against teams from the NFC East. And the Philadelphia Eagles have
1: never won a game at State Farm Stadium. Yeah, Going it's Going 0-4 something. there. Played something. And, of course, famously the NFC Championship yes. game in 2015. That's uh, the one that jumps to mind for oh, everybody. 2009. Oh, yeah, that too. The Yeah, the, the Super Bowl year. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: kickoff 105 Sunday. You can catch all the action here on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station. That uh, pregame coverage starts bright and early. At eight thirty, um, yeah, I, I'll have more on this. But I went back and I watched the Philadelphia game last week against Jacksonville. This is a beatable football team. Can the Cardinals beat them playing the way that they have through the
1: first four weeks? Absolutely not. Yeah. But it's a beatable football team. Okay. Yeah,
0: At listen, least they, me, I thought
1: they were last they, week. Well, I, I I didn't see the whole game. I saw chunks of last week's game and I thought the Eagles were obviously very vulnerable in the first half. There's a belief that you can run on the football team. Yeah. And and if the Cardinals can do that, then yeah, they, they might, it might be a close game. Yeah.
0: If you watched uh, Thursday Night Football, congratulations on sitting through the ugliest football, one of the ugliest football games ever televised. Uh, and wouldn't you know, Oh, it went to overtime. Chase McLaughlin kicked a 48-yard field goal, and the Colts' defense held Denver on a fourth and one from the five-yard line at, after the Broncos opted to throw the ball. Colts win it 12-9. The quarterbacks in the game, Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson, combined to get sacked ten times and throw four interceptions and generate he, zero touchdowns. You'd be
1: tempted to say Nathaniel Hackett's having one of the tougher first months ever for a first-year head coach, but he's two and three. <laughs> and for as bad as the Colts have been 2-2 two, two, and 1. Yeah, I'll, I'll say it. Yeah, the NFL stinks this year. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of junk in the middle. Yep, I agree. Tampa Bay quarterback Tom Brady got
0: dinged up with shoulder and finger injuries last Sunday, and the Bucs lost to the Kansas City. But according to TB12 himself, he feels great and he's ready to go what Sunday. About his bruised heart against the. Ooh, did that show up on the injury report? Limited with a yeah. bruised heart. Apparently, he's
1: very, very despondent.
0: Man, if there was only a way he could go back and I make know. things
1: better. Yeah, it's just a shame there's nothing there for him to do to make good. (laughs) Got a game on Sunday. Stupid. Uh, ASU plays its
0: third straight ranked opponent tomorrow afternoon at Tempe when the 21st ranked Washington Huskies come to town for a 1 o'clock kickoff. You can hear that here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station, starting with pregame coverage at 10.30. We'll have ASU head coach Sean Iguano on at 8.30 this morning. How about this stretch? The next five opponents of the Arizona Wildcats are all Currently ranked, starting with tomorrow's matchup against the 12th ranked Oregon Ducks in Tucson. That game kicks off at 6 o'clock. The Ducks breaking out what somebody described as, and I think perfectly as, their cookies and cream uniforms. Just wait, Have you seen these?
3: I yes. did. Yes. I did. I just wait you, description. When U of A wins, they'll be one of those ranked teams too. Wow.
0: Jerry, are you going down to Tucson for that game?
3: Uh, no. No? No?
0: <laughs> NAU will host
1: Cal I've been Poly. to a game this year, though. I know. Jared's got a a bratwurst eating
0: contest. Oh, that's
1: right. That's right. Look
0: at it. Well, you, look you look at not, the, you're not confident. <laughs> look I'm look debating
3: well Well, it, it's it's sort of like an internal debate on how I'm going to attack this. Okay. The three minute time limit. Yeah. Sort of made me feel a little better. I was nervous it was going to be like ten minutes yeah. and I was going to die halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't. I don't know because I love bratwurst. I don't know if I want to actually just like enjoy them. You know, like um 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 um, um Yeah. Or like That's do the are you the professional <laughs> thing where you grab like four of them at a time just the, uh, like the bratwurst. I think the general
1: air. rate of consumption is good enough to win. Okay. I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I wouldn't get out of your skin, man. I don't think you need to, you know, just be who you are. The That's lady we had on Wednesday was, was, was
3: made me nervous where she was like, oh, there's people training. and okay. Yeah, pretend it's a hand fruit and you're in. Look, one of the people she mentioned, she named, I looked him up on the internet. He does not look like he could eat a bunch of brats at once. Yeah, right. So I think you're already good against Plus, that
0: one. And guy. there were Jarrett,
1: some vague references to other celebrities who were not named. So yeah. who knows, Jarrett?
0: Yeah.
1: My advice, it might just be you and that dude. Dude. <laughs> My advice to you. <laughs> it might just be a mono imemo mono. Yeah, For all the brats. <laughs> My advice to you is, don't
0: get sucked into this whole Joey chestnut thing. Yeah. You've never eaten like that before. No, Don't he, try to gorge yourself. Just no, take it he does slow. gorge himself. Yeah, just but, gorge but, yourself the way you want well,
3: to I can <laughs> eat a lot, but not it, it's the eating really quickly and a lot. We'll well, Consistency
1: uh, and pace. If, the race. if you take the performance that you put down at DeFalco's oh. and you put that if you throw that down on Saturday, you're winning. Just so just stay within oh, yourself, 100%. man.
0: Be yourself, Ferret. Read your
1: keys, Ferret. <laughs> Five thirty tomorrow,
0: <laughs> at the Four Peaks Oktoberfest and then you can just stroll on over and watch yeah. Whiskey's quicker play. Will, will right. this
1: be live streamed? By the way, yeah.
0: it should yeah. be,
3: I want it to see
1: this. It should be Major League
0: Come Baseball
3: on, playoffs. Guy,
1: we got to get a Jeremy to get out there with a the handheld video camera. Unfortunately,
3: God. it's it's around the same time as the ASU game and. I, I actually I already asked
1: them. Luke it here. starts at one. I would I would wager that you eating bratwurst would be more compelling to most of this valley than ASU playing oh, football. But
3: oh, 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 oh. also, yeah. well, you're correct, Vince. It's it's an afternoon game.
0: So. Yeah, no so, excuses. Yeah. Uh, quickly, the Major League Baseball playoffs <laughs> get underway today. Quadruple header of wild card games. Tampa Bay and Cleveland get underway at nine o seven Arizona time. Followed by game one of Philadelphia St. Louis then the Seattle Mariners playing their first playoff game since 2001 visit Toronto at 107 and then the Padres taking on the Mets at 507 for the first time the wild card round will be a best of three format weather permitting all will be wrapped up by Sunday love I'll, that I format. like that format yes, too. For uh, D-backs pitcher Merrill Kelly who just completed a very good season with 13 wins and a 337 ERA has committed to play in the World Baseball Classic for Team USA next spring first D-backs player to commit to the event Suns don't have a pre season game until Monday at Denver against the Nuggets. And in case you were wondering about those pesky Adelaide 36ers who beat the Suns last Sunday, they got absolutely rolled last night by the Oklahoma City Thunder 131-98, to shooting just 30% from three-point range. Yeah, that makes you feel good, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, Coyotes continue their preseason schedule tonight against Vancouver. Uh, in Vancouver, face-off at 7 o'clock. At forward Clayton Keller expected to make his return to the ice after uh, he's on his way back from a broken femur. He suffered in March,
1: and he missed the last 15 games of last season. There you go. There is your splash on this hey, football Jared, Friday. Sorry, Vinny. But, Jarrett, the reason why I tell you always to stop rubbing your eyes, I just did it, and I feel terrible. I didn't even take my own advice. I just started clawing at my eye. Wait a minute, Jarrett. We can turn stop the Stop rubbing your stop. eyes, Jarrett. Stop <laughs>
0: rubbing you your break, eyes, big Jared. Jared. (laughs)
3: You should stop using that chili oil hand lotion. (laughs) Coming up, we uh, kick
0: off this football Friday. Cardinals, Eagles, all the storylines straight ahead. Bickley and Murata mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.
1: Football Friday
2: with Bickley and Murata. Presented by 72 Sold. Get your price. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports
1: station.
3: System too man, they got some good coaches down there. I played them a couple times man. This is, a, the Eagles man, they just a different type of organization. They tough, hard nosed football. They can run the ball, but I say I give their coaches credit. And then they got the players too man. They got great two two great wide receivers, a uh, couple tough tight ends, big old offensive line that can block really well, and the quarterback of course you got to have a quarterback if you want to be successful. And they got them good.
0: That's Marcus Golden earlier this week, Cardinals linebacker talking about the opposition on Sunday, which will be provided by the last undefeated a team in the NFL, the Philadelphia Eagles bring their 4-0 and record, which this year of all years, Bick, yeah. and we'll get into this later on, that 4-0 and through four weeks is really... Shiny compared to everybody else. Yeah, because everybody's stuck at two and two or, or worse.
1: Yeah, no, it, but but I do think in watching them a little bit, I do think that they're uh, legit. I I think their special teams are not very good. They rank thirtieth in that, but up and down the board, they have a lot of really good stuff. They they're winning because of their quarterback and not just with their quarterback. They've um, they it looks like they're building into something powerful. Now that doesn't mean they can't be beaten. It's not like they're a, a super. Football team, but but I do think that they uh, this this Jalen Hurts piece and then the AJ Brown piece. And, and this offensive line, it's, it's starting to work for them. And, and I think, you know, Eagles fans, the ones I know, the ones I trust, they're, they don't get out of control, overexcited. They, they can be very skeptical. Yes. But, but I think that, uh, this, they're starting to believe in this team. And well,
0: we're, we're, we're going to find out on Sunday. Let's hold up the, the differences between these two teams. The Cardinals have been playing from behind almost exclusively this year. That's been one of their trademarks. Last week against the Jacksonville Jaguars, Philadelphia fell behind 14-0 mm-hmm. in the first quarter. I know. And when you look at the final game statistics, they win that game, but they ran the ball 50 times. Wasn't one of those uh, defensive touchdown? Though? Yeah, the, the first touchdown okay. was, was All a right. pick six. All right. But they ran the ball 50 times and threw it 25. Weather mm. was a factor. But you know what Philadelphia wants to do, Um, and so far they've been able to impose their will and do what they want to do. Miles Sanders has been a workhorse, and if there's such a thing as a quarterback in the running game being a workhorse— Jalen Hurts has been that guy. He ran the ball 17 times yeah. last week. Yeah,
1: well, He's a physical runner, too. He'll, he'll lower his shoulder into you, and, and not you, a lot of guys do that. But you also didn't see any amount of panic down two touchdowns early to Jacksonville. That's why, that's why I thought that Jacksonville game was actually kind of impressive to me. Even though they looked yeah. very vulnerable, the fact that they got down 14-zip, I thought, okay, they're, this is the week they're going to get got. And, and they turned that around, and they were winning by halftime. Yeah. So, because
0: they stuck with what they did, yeah.
1: and you know what they did too was they also forced five turnovers. They've got a they've got a very good pass rush. It ranks number one in the NFL. It's it's been really good after week two. Uh, first couple of weeks they be, they were dropping Hassan Reddick into coverage a lot, and now mm-hmm. he's. A, Pretty much getting after the quarterback, yeah, two strip uh, sacks yeah, last week. Right. They've got 16 sacks as a group for the season, which is a big number. And so the the belief is, if you're going to win and you're going to hang with this team, you got to run the football. So that's probably priority number one with the Cardinals this week. Fast start, run the football, be physical, try to be the team you were in the second half, and see what the house see how that stacks up against the Eagles. Yeah, uh, because you got to you got to get the ball away from the Eagles. They had the ball
0: for almost 40 minutes of that game last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach Ertz former Philadelphia Eagle playing against his uh, former team for the first time after he was traded to the Cardinals about a year almost exactly a year ago uh, was asked his thoughts on the Eagles and how
3: strong they look I mean they're 4-0 for a reason obviously um They've had a lot of leads in a lot of games. Um, I think they've been ahead in 67% of their games or something crazy stat like that. Um, They have a lot of talent on that team. Uh, You see it with the O-line, the D-line, skill position guys. Slay is obviously one of the best
2: in the league. Um, Extremely well coached. Um, It's going to be a good fight for us. I'm excited about it. Yeah,
0: to Zach Ertz's point, I saw a stat yesterday, Bick, that Mm -hmm. uh, the Eagles this year through four weeks have taken over 180 offensive snaps With the lead, which is far and away number one in the NFL, yeah, the Cardinals have taken 13 offensive snaps of the league.
1: Yeah, not many, which is far
0: and away the worst in the
1: NFL. Right, and and it hadn't happened at all until last week, and so it. So you hope that whatever that issue is, that's behind them now. Now that you hope they've had a taste of playing with the lead, it's something they're going to want and pursue and get in the future. The big question mark to me is going to be: all right, if if this if there is a game plan to hang with the Eagles. It, is this offensive line going to be healthy enough to do it?
0: Yeah, when you look, that's a big if. When you look at the Thursday injury report and you see Justin Pugh and you see Rodney Hudson and you see DJ Humphreys even even limited. Rod, uh, I mentioned Rodney Hudson, um, Max Garcia also on, on the injury list. That's a that's a big issue. Yeah, when you got four fifths of your offensive line on the Thursday injury report, we'll see if there's any improvement in that mm-hmm. area today. But that could be that could turn out to be a bloodbath
1: well yeah it could be and so so you hope that a lot of guys on sunday are going to be in the in the in a state where they can somehow piece it together and get out there and play because i think that's pretty important and so you got to cross your fingers that that you're going to be healthy enough up front to kind of sustain this thing it's a real good test for the cardinals it's a it's a great chance to to really get something legitimate in your back pocket yes um, in terms of, you know, the,
0: the continuity on the offensive line, I'm starting to wonder about the continuity in the receiving core. Yes, there's good news at the beginning of the week on the horizon. Rondell Moore came back last week, didn't do much, but AJ Green could be coming back. Antoine Wesley could be coming back. Could be. And then Rondell Moore shows up on the, the injury report again yesterday with a different injury from, from last time. Uh huh. Starting to wonder if
1: you're ever going to see... Stop getting them blown up at the line of scrimmage. How about that? Th- that would be good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's always a good plan. But I'm starting to wonder if we're ever going to see this receiving core as a whole unit. I mean, we obviously haven't yet because of the six-game suspension to yeah. Hopkins, which uh-huh. has
1: got two more games left. But, man, these guys... They, they still have a lot of weapons. Hollywood Brown is playing at a good level right now. They need to expand on that. Zach Ertz looks as comfortable as he's been since he's been in Arizona. They need to exploit those two things right there. If, if, if Travis Kelsey and insert fast wide receiver, McCole Hardman, Tyree Kill, if that's enough to run a high powered offense, you got enough here. You got enough. You, I don't think you need Antoine Wesley in this and that. I think you've got to be smart about using the guys that you got. You yeah. got enough. But ha- and, but haven't we been saying that since the middle yeah. of last year?
0: Of course. Of course. Yeah,
3: yeah. Like in theory, oh, it'd be great to have Rondell Moore healthy out there. But they've not ever shown that a healthy Rondell Moore does anything for this offense. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to see yeah. them use Greg Dortch more so how about than they that? did last week. Yeah. He was right. really good the first yeah. few he weeks. He was. He
1: was. So so I I do think there's a chance that when DeAndre Hopkins comes back, that this offense could really take a big step forward but getting it to take some baby steps now that's the priority yes that is the priority and and i think that this football team they just they better have a good first quarter if they come out and they're down 14 zip and the eagles have two 16 play drives and the cardinals have two three and outs that will be highly disappointing because they should be well beyond that but it's almost expected at this point I know. it's
0: been such a regular occurrence i know i think uh-huh. there will be
1: a level of surprise if something opposite of that happens man and then, listen, it, it's, it's going to be, yeah, this, this is going to be a scene. This is going to be a real a, interesting gathering on Sunday. Yeah, we'll have a lot more on Cardinals-Eagles on Sunday
0: uh, as the show goes on here on Football Friday. You could also text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Uh, coming up next, Thursday Night Football. Man, that was for the diehards because <laughs> it was hard to watch, but we'll get into it next. It's Pickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Quickly and Murata. Marks.
1: Fourth down, they're still going for it. They break the huddle. They're in Shotgun formation. Warden is the back. Wilson out of the gun. Ball to near hash. Shotgun snap. Wilson looking, dancing, scanning, close. into the end zone, it's broken up! It's broken up! The Colts win! Ball
0: game! Stephon Gilmore with the pass break-in! Ball game!
3: I-N-C-Y! Colts win! A fourth down stop!
0: Hey, they all count the same. It was an ugly overtime win. That was WFNI on the final call from the Colts' perspective. Uh, imagine losing a game that ugly. <laughs> when you yeah, we had Opportunities have. in the fourth quarter and overtime to win the game, but two, uh, you know, a, a bad interception and in regulation by Russell Wilson down on the doorstep of the goal line. And then the decision by Nathaniel Hackett to go for it, uh, A, which I didn't have a problem with that. But with the way the Broncos were able to run the ball, even Melvin Gordon was averaging three three yards per carry. Yesterday. Right, three point six. I think it was on
1: third down. They and, were, and and I think uh, again, it's you just watching that play unfold. They had to burn a timeout because they didn't have the uh, the play in end time. And even after the timeout, it looked like they didn't know what they wanted to run. Mm-hmm. It was bizarre. They call timeout. They're huddling over on the sideline. Russell Wilson starts walking back. He stops. He turns around, and they're talking again. It's like. You haven't made up your mind on what you're doing yet, but also didn't need to go for the
0: touchdown there. They could no. have made a first down.
1: Yeah. And Russell Wilson in prime Russell Wilson, he would have found a way to make the play with his legs, just like Kyler Murray does now. Yes. And and the fact that that did not happen and just the, it, and the interception before it was so he was so late throwing the ball, and that's the big. That's been one of the big criticisms of Russell Wilson the last year and a half. Is he just doesn't get rid of the ball anymore? But he's looking downfield, and he is late on everything that's not a check. Down. Uh, it was all a struggle.
0: There was one throw late in the game that was a big play for Denver, but even that looked disjointed. Cortland Sutton had to wrestle the ball away from another Broncos receiver that was right in the same area. Man, they're they're broken right now. Nathaniel yeah, yeah. Hackett, who makes a habit of this every week now, five weeks into his NFL head coaching career, has to explain his decisions. So he explained the final play call.
2: We wanted to win the game. We hadn't moved the ball very well the whole night, and I thought we had a spectacular drive to get all the way down there. Uh, it ended up being fourth and one, and uh, got the go to go for it, and thought that was a good decision. Wanted to put the ball in Russell's hands and call called a play that we know that that he really likes, and it didn't work out it was one of those things the timeout before it was to kind of get a feel for what they were doing and so the run didn't look as good as we had hoped it would have and it gave it gave us a chance with russell and that's all you can ask for in that situation to win the game i'll never
0: be a fan in those situations though of a slow developing pass play and they had a slant kj hamler on the right side of that formation had a step on a slant that you know, there was a couple of still shots that looked like he was wide open and, and Wilson was looking to the left. And Hamler's reaction, mm-hmm. he said it after the game, I would have walked into the end zone if he threw it to me. I know. But I'm never a fanbic of those plays where you've got – You know, four or five guys in in, in a pass route, four or five guys defending them, and who knows who else they drop on defense. There's not a lot of room to sit there and scan the end zone and wait for somebody to come open. There's just not enough real estate there. I
1: I never like plays like that. No, and so the the big question now is, what did Denver get into with Russell Wilson, and is this guy (laughs) just flat out done? That's really the big question here. Last night, there was a stat during the game, I couldn't believe it. There's never been a game with two quarterbacks with four or more Pro Bowl berths each playing a game where a touchdown is not scored
0: the first game ever where both quarterbacks threw for 250 or more yards
1: with no touchdowns oh, How about that? thrown? So, uh, so the bigger question, I think, is is really what in the heck happened to Russell Wilson and how smart the Seattle Seahawks look right now to have all those draft picks instead of Russell Wilson. <laughs> and a quarterback who's playing far better than Russell and, Wilson right and, now. And you know what? A lot of people killed them, I including me. I and, did too. And <laughs> people in Seattle have got to be pretty happy with, with the foresight of their leadership right now. Yeah, they're And again, that's kind of why that's kind of why their fan base is still on the hook in terms of complete engagement, because they trust where their leaders are taking the football team. And this Russell Wilson story is the latest bit of proof.
0: You're so right, With With the same leadership in place, you don't stay relevant and competitive in the NFL for 10 years. If your general manager and head coach don't know what yeah, they're doing, right. that's the bottom line. Yeah. Uh, here was Russell Wilson after the game. It's very simple. I think at the end of the day, um, I got to be better. I got to play better. This team, you
3: know, this defense played their, their butts off tonight. Um, we had some key good drives. We moved the ball, you know, in the, in the red zone. We just we didn't get to capitalize on some of them. There's some plays there,
2: here and there, that we can that we can capitalize on. Um, you know, we were third long again, too too much, you know, that's um, always tough on offense, um, you you know, and everything else when you're third and 15, third and 17, this and that. And at the end of the day, you know, uh, throwing two interceptions can't happen. Can't happen. You know, I left the team down tonight. And uh, but the good thing is, that one thing I know about myself is I'm going to respond. I don't know any other way. And, uh, you know, I, I always believe
0: in myself, always believe in this team, uh, believe in what we can do, um, believe in what I can do.
1: And even at the end yeah, of the that, press conference. That, that stuff's ringing hollow now. The, uh, nothing's going to affect my confidence. I'm one of the all-time greats. That's ringing real hollow right now.
0: Imagine being a member of the Broncos fan base. You yeah. sat through this carousel of mediocre to bad quarterbacks ever since Peyton Manning hung up his cleats. And the excitement was off the charts. Yeah, We got Russell Wilson to play uh-huh. quarterback for the Broncos. And five weeks in...
1: They're already looking at the length of that contract. They're, like, they're, what, have yes. we, what have we done? And the reason, the reason why I thought this thing was going to work, obviously I did not think Russell Wilson was cooked. But I had heard from people that Nathaniel Hackett was brilliant and his offense is perfectly suited for Russell Wilson. They can't score a touchdown. It's It's so unbelievable. And... And Nathaniel Hackett, you talk about a rock in a hard place. You're fourth and one on the goal line. You've been running the ball fairly well all night. If you call a run, you're going to get killed for the decision you made in week one to kick a 64-yard field goal instead of letting Russell try to win that game. So so you have to put the ball in Russell Wilson's hands at that point. You run the ball and you get stuffed. You're going to get killed. You throw the ball and people are going to go, oh, just like the Super Bowl. How dumb is that? and you certainly can't kick a field goal and settle for a tie. Not at home. And so he was in a no-win situation, and he needed Russell Wilson yeah. to deliver a victory, and he couldn't. Yeah, so he n- couldn't. And yeah. that's I, that, to me, I was. that's why I stayed up to the very last second of that football game. My family I, thought I was insane. I did too, but as soon as that pass landed
0: incomplete, I was... Yeah, well, yeah. we had head on we, pillow. <laughs> yeah. uh, did you see Richard Sherman's reaction? Well, yes, I did. Yeah, I'm going to play. This is from the uh, the Prime Video post game show. Richard Sherman, he doesn't say much, but he says it over and over again. It was almost like he was having flashbacks to Super Bowl 49 in Glendale.
1: For the final play, you got to run the ball. Again, I, I, I mean, I wish I had more shot of here. Like, one yard. You need one yard. Run the ball. <laughs> run, run, run the ball. It, it, is hey, CT, He's triggered. all he has He's to triggered. do is run the football. Like, necessary criticism. I'm not, you know, I've said enough criticism for him, but God damn run the dang ball! Like, learn from your mistakes.
3: I don't, can somebody fill me in? What is he yeah. referring to? I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> Have you been in this situation before? Run the ball.
0: <laughs> I think Richard Sherman wanted a run play. All right. And okay, I had but... flashbacks to Richard Sherman's facial expression when Russell Wilson threw that pick against the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Remember the cat? Oh,
1: yeah. to him.
0: Yeah, he was. He had that
1: same energy last night. Right, but but again, this was a different scenario where it wasn't down to a, to like the last play. This is something where he could have gotten a first down. There's a lot of ways that you could have uh, gone at that last play. I, I, I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit. Um, uh, critical of, Rich, of Richard Sherman in this situation because Richard Sherman at one point in time was the guy carrying the torch that Thursday night football is the worst thing ever invented and the, it's proof the NFL does not care about us and we as players should not put up with this stuff yeah. he's getting paid to broadcast Thursday night football now
0: yeah. he's not I, having an issue with it now is and he and nothing else by yeah. the way they yeah. don't have any other uh, availability for that crew it's Thursday night yeah. and that's it so it's a great point yeah a little hypocritical of him um Russell Wilson is obviously very, very open to criticism after that performance and how he's played through the first five weeks. I wanted to play this real quick. Um, this is Kyle
2: Brandt from Good Morning Football this morning on NFL Network. This is good. Woof. I think Russell Wilson is one of the least authentic personalities we have in this league. I think Russell Wilson is a poser. And that doesn't mean he's a bad person. I actually think he's a good person. I think he tries to be something that he's not. And when you make the $245 million, you either got to be a really great guy with the locker room who loves you or you got to be an amazing player, Brady, who makes half of what Russell's making, is both. Rodgers, MVP, Patrick Mahomes, both. Allen, people love him. He's amazing. Kyler, we'll find out. Russell Wilson, first of all, the NFL, the Broncos fan base has no history with him. They have no allegiance to him. This is not a Seahawks thing that they drafted him, they grew up with him, he's their guy. None of that. You know, I got, I work the, the NFL honors. I work the red carpet. Kelsey comes by. Rodgers comes by. Russell Wilson shows up with the sunglasses and his wife, and they, I think they think they're, they're Jay-Z and Beyonce, and they will live Literally put their hand up and say, no, we're not talking. Why? Because you think you're that cool and you're that famous and you're that amazing and everything is so perfect. That does not work in a locker room unless you are really good or really, really good guy. It just doesn't work. 245 million bucks, that can come unraveled fast. Mm -hmm. And especially when you're missing throws like that and you're putting up nine points in a nationally televised game. Um, Look out. This could come off the rails. It could. (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah, it, listen. There's a lot of truth in what he j- what he just said, and I mean the fact that Russell Wilson ended that that press conference last night after the game with his Broncos country, let's ride. That a, thing a really half half-heart, hearted one though. Yes. Well, the let's ride wasn't even on Mike, let's <laughs> ride. right? Right. Let's That's ride. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I love that
0: in in the Kyle um, Brandt cut. That was a minute 11, but that two seconds where he's like, Kyler, we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> TBD. <laughs> Yeah. It's so, true. Uh, yeah. Can you imagine what Denver Sports Radio sounds like this morning? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up next, the Major League Baseball playoffs get underway with a quadruple header. Has baseball finally done something right? We'll get into that and more next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Dan yeah.
1: Bickley. Bickley and Murata, Bickley and Murata. It is the Friday
0: edition of Bickley and Murata Mornings live from the Akshin Community Studios. And yes, it's always a football Friday, but kind of a baseball Friday too. Uh, For the first time ever, we've got best of three wild card series getting underway with a 12-team playoff in the major leagues. And some of the uh, purists in baseball, Bick, will say, 12 teams, that's too many, what are we doing? It's always more is better, more is more money, I get it. But the fact that we have a quadruple header of baseball starting at mm-hmm. 9 o'clock this morning, then going probably until 9 o'clock tonight, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the fact that the way these series line up uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and all four of these series potentially if weather uh, holds up and, and cooperates I actually kind
1: of at first glance love this format. Am I wrong? No, I, I no, I, 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 think this is a very good thing that Major League Baseball has done for a couple of reasons. Number one, I think the big issue most purists, if you will, if they still exist, um, about the baseball playoffs is the absurdity of a one-game winner take all. Uh, playoff yes. format in in any way, shape, or form. So I think what they did is they came to a solution that uh, the all these wild cards they don't they don't have to have home games. So let's do a series, a general best of three looking kind of series, and keep it in one place and get it done in a weekend. That to me is really smart. And some people cry, well, it's not fair to the second wild. Ca-. Whatever, shut up. <laughs> It's it's perfectly fine. So I I like this format an awful lot. But what's weird about this is two days ago, all of us came to the realization, maybe it wasn't Jared, but Tim Ring and I, we had no idea until we looked at the format that this was the format. And that tells you something. It tells you that the playoffs have become so deleted, we didn't even know what the format was. And there's been a lot of tinkering. There has. And, and and so it's like, I, generally, I think that was more than just me and Tim. I think a lot of people went, oh, they're doing that? I like it. I like it a lot. I do, too. And and to your point, yes. The whole Major
0: League Baseball schedule for 162 games is based on series. Three games here, right. four games there, even two games sprinkled in there. So I never was a fan of the one-game wildcard playoff. Now... The Diamondbacks' experience in that, which, by the way, is five years ago already, <laughs> 2017, <laughs> wow. we saw a tremendous atmosphere, a memorable baseball game when they won that wild card uh, game against the Colorado Rockies. Mm-hmm. Still don't like it. You pay, play 162 games to earn your playoff spot, and you have one bad game, and you're, you're out? That seemed unfair to me. I love this, this whole series uh, format. And I think Major League Baseball, at least this first go-around, is actually benefiting from the fact, if you look at the eight teams that are playing today, mm-hmm. I don't think there's a weak team in the bunch. Tampa Bay had the worst record of any of the wild cards with 86 wins. Uh, but that's I'm still respectable. Yeah. I mean, we we had a, a, a World Series team. The St. Louis Cardinals won the World Series once with 82 wins. So yeah. I, I think... Baseball is opening itself up to criticism if there's ever that that odd year where a team with 81 or 82 wins gets in, ekes in. But right now, I think all of these teams are deserving in their own
1: way. Yeah, as well. right. And, and I think you've got it. You've got the one big thing that did not make a lot of sense to people. The one, even though it's tremendously entertaining, a one game winner take all scenario in Major League Baseball, it just doesn't vibe with the whole master plan of everything. And, and so I think there's that. I think, uh, the fact that this World Series, if it goes to a game seven, Jerry, would you say November 5th?
3: Yeah, yeah, November. The Sarah had the that. Thing, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, and and we we were written yesterday that. Could you imagine if you had a Philly-Cleveland World Series? That's going to be cold. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be. Yeah, that's going to be. Yeah, and so I think in Arizona, if you were looking for a team to root for, you people might look at the Cardinals because of Paul Goldschmidt. Paul Goldschmidt. Well, and, and oh. the, the,
0: not only that, but I mean, look at the, the the trio of superstars that's riding off into the sunset. Albert Pujols came out yesterday. Did you see this story? He was so bad in June, he contemplated retiring then, like not even finishing the year. He hit 158 in June, and then July hit, and he became one of the hottest hitters in baseball. Yeah.
1: So you got the Pujols factor, good thing the Molina got, factor. Good thing baseball's got a history of being real clean,
3: or you might go, oh, hmm, that's suspicious. Yeah, I really <laughs> injected the team with a lot of energy there. After <laughs> right? After not being able good, to good hit for five, is five, five is, seasons. Right.
1: I'm not, it's clear that's <laughs> a, it.
3: Really got I'm hot not, there. The I'm not
0: the insinuating yeah. anything. I'm not suggesting anything. But None I of us are. I can't get past that feeling on another story. Everybody's saying, oh, this Aaron Judge story is so amazing. Like, oh, he's, he's done it clean. That's, I mean, that's the, the perception right now. I would be crushed uh-huh. if that changed. Oh, A lot of people would be crushed if that changed.
3: But we don't know. No, Do we? No, we don't know. We don't know. Well, we, All we know is that. What they test for, he did right. not test That's positive right. for.
1: That's right. And we know that they are testing now because Fernando Tatis Jr. got popped. So we do know they're testing But are they testing the right things? Look, the history of sports, the drug creators and inventors and producers are always a step ahead. Yes. That's how they make money. They pass a a
3: rule one day and somebody finds a way to break the rule the next day. You don't make
1: money selling outdated product or stuff that's going to get you popped.
3: Yeah. I mean, uh, the arguments for Judge, though, are, you know, he's a humongous. Human being, yes. Uh, he's his a home run type, hitter from his, the beginning. His mm-hmm. body
1: type has not changed
0: mm-hmm. much during
3: the course of his career. He plays a home run hitting park. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, well, how about What's this his
1: hat size these days? There, yeah, right. There's a report out that if the balls used this baseball season behaved like the the juiced balls that we have seen over the previous six years, okay, they did a study, an analytical study that said Aaron Judge would have hit 81 home runs this season if these baseballs behaved the way they did. In the last six years, because wow. remember, there was a time this year when nobody was hitting home runs, yeah, yeah, and and people were saying, "Ah, the ball's been softened; it's a dead ball," and and they're there we go tinking with, the, and this 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 ballpark pal. That determine this stuff. Like for instance, they've got all these examples here. Aaron Judge hit a 111.8 mile per hour, doubled the left center last month against the Brewers with a 19 degree launch angle in 2018. Ryan Braun hit a nearly identical shot, same ballpark, same launch angle, that easily cleared the fence. So take it for what it's worth. I read that this morning. I'm like, okay, that's that's yeah. interesting. But I'm with you. I, you just you can't you can't take any of this at face value, which is why I think that this. Aaron Judge story hasn't hit fully. I know it's hit Yankee fans, but I think a lot of people. This didn't hit the way it should hit, and it, people co- complaining about live look-ins. Yeah, so we we talked the exact
3: about opposite that. of the McGuire exactly. Sosa stuff. people couldn't wait to like follow it per second,
1: and people are like, "Okay, that's nice, but don't interrupt football." Yeah. Even
3: the announcers are like, "Oh, okay." That was the big really? joke last night. Is like they were wishing that Aaron Judge was still going, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. interrupt the right. game. Al so
1: right. Michaels had something better to talk so, about. So listen, and so you, nobody wants to talk bad about Albert Pujols because the way he finished was magical, and it speaks to the magic of bowl. <laughs> right? But to your point,
0: everybody talks about the history of it, and people get up in arms about steroid use and how it wrecked the history books. Why do more of the purists don't complain about the tinkering with the ball?
3: How if, about if, if the hard how scientific data, well, because everybody, out, everybody was playing with that same ball, yeah, not but, everybody was using the, the PEDs. That's the thing is but, that.
0: But people, it, it, but they change it from year to year, from era to era. It's not an it's not an apples to apples comparison if the ball's not the same.
3: But all the eras are different. Babe Ruth, you know, didn't play in a mixed league. He didn't play night games. He didn't play West Coast games. They didn't it's, play against expansion yeah. teams. Yeah, we, uh,
1: we, we as fans look—they're cheating in chess, they're cheating in fishing, they're cheating in baseball, they're cheating everywhere, cheating in poker. There's no ethics in this country anymore, anywhere. I think
0: there may have been cheating and mustache, not a mustache. No. <laughs> what? They need to check something
3: yeah. on you. After yeah. the, uh...
1: I had a buzzer in my ear that said
0: 1901. Oh, 1901.
3: Oh, in, your in your ear? Thank 19- in your ear, oh, ear, oh, you oh, said. Hey. Ear, Hold ear. Okay.
1: Right, right. You were awfully
0: squirmy in that segment. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right. Coming up next, we'll take a look at the uh, Cardinals' defense as they get ready for the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday. It's football Friday here on Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.